Hello, and welcome to Poppy Approved Movies. My name is Poppy. And I'm Natalie. In our podcast, we review and critique my favorite PG-13 movies. Movies that I wasn't allowed to watch until I turned 13. Every other week, Natalie and I will watch a new PG-13 movie. And I'll see if Poppy's movies live up to the hype. Which, of course, they will. Today, we're going to be watching The Dark Knight. Before we begin, there will be spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie and don't want it to be spoiled, press pause and come back when you're finished. Now, Poppy, tell me the deeds on this movie. Okay. Dark Knight came out in 2008 with a runtime of 2 hours and 32 minutes. It was a long movie. It's streaming on Max. It was written by Jonathan Nolan, Christopher Nolan, and David S. Goyer, and directed by Christopher Nolan. Another Christopher Nolan movie. This is our third one? Mm-hmm. We should watch Oppenheimer for... but I can't. Because it's rated R. It's rated R. There's a few other ones. The Prestige. I think, I think we should still watch it. For the good of the podcast, you think? Mm, maybe not for the podcast. I just want to watch it. It's three hours long, too. It's even longer than this movie. I feel like a lot of Christopher Nolan's movies are really long. Yeah, they are. Maybe they have to fit a lot. Uh, this is the second part of the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. The movie takes place about nine months after the first film. It's actually... Not my favorite of the three movies. I know it's a very popular movie, so... That's a bit of a weirdo and likes the third one. I like the third one. I think the third one's the best one. I like Bane. I think he was the best character ever. That was me pretending to be Bane. It wasn't really... I'm glad you clarified because I thought I was talking to Bane here. Like, yeah, that's what you first yeah. second. You were a little worried. You thought it was like the actor Hardy. He came in and did yeah, it. Yeah, I got a little worried. No, it was me. It was just me. This is our second Batman-related podcast, right? That's right. We did The first one was Batman 89. The sequels to those movies are not that good. Second one's okay. Third and fourth one are really terrible. But this one was really good. It's actually the highest rated of the three movies. Even though, once again, I like The Dark Knight Rises more. So what'd you think, Nat? Uh, I got kind of bored. It was kind of a long movie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really like Two-Face character. I thought he switched extremely quickly. Right. And his whole coin thing, I know it's his thing, but, like, does he have to do it every two minutes? Like, I kind of was like, okay, just shut up already. Go kill someone. Right. We got it. We get the point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh So I didn't really like his character. I thought he really brought down the movie, and it was kind of long. It was, like, coming towards the end, and then they introduced a new, like, evil character, and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So I thought that was not very good. I give it a three stars. Three stars. Oh, that's not too bad. Actually, that's not too bad. The reason I remember not liking it as much is still the same reason. It's too long. Um, The fact that you brought up Two-Face and adding him as a new character at the end, it seems like you're setting it up for a sequel. They could have done a sequel with him. And not added him to a random movie. But he dies. So it doesn't set up a sequel. (laughs) So, like, it's weird. I also don't know. Did I even say their main stars are? No. You just said who um, directed this movie. (laughs) Right. So I forgot the main stars. Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, and Aaron Eckhart. The Joker doesn't die in this movie. And I wonder if he was going to come back for the third movie. Uh And so I don't know if that would have made more sense if the third movie involved that. Yeah, but um, I thought it was kind of dumb. I didn't really like the whole point of that. Right. So if you're going to make a movie, it should be good as standalone by itself. Yeah. And so and if it's not, then I think that's a problem. Especially, I, maybe I had my standards a little higher for this movie 
because you were like, oh, this is one of the like, top PG-13 movies on like many lists. Yeah. And I'm like, why are there two plots and neither of them are like good enough? Yeah, no, I get you. Maybe people really love Batman and, and they finally got a good movie with Batman as opposed to like a cheesy, corny movie. I don't know, but and it is very highly rated. Like I don't movie. know if I rated it properly, but I think I liked the other Batman we watched last time better. Oh, really? Okay. I gave that two and a half stars, but I liked this one less. So I guess I, I changed my mind. I give this one a two stars. No, you no. Oh, no, no, no. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Three stars. Can't take it back. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, no, or maybe you rated the other one too low. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should do the Batman 89 a three and a half star. No. Would you give Guardians? I hope it doesn't matter. Point being is Guardians maybe, of the Galaxy? Yeah. Maybe, oh, that's like a solid four. I like them. Yeah, but I'm saying maybe you don't like comic book. Maybe you don't like Batman. Maybe you don't like DC. I don't know. You're anti-DC. I don't know. Why don't we get into the recap? Okay. The movie begins with a group of bank robbers wearing clown masks. It's so 2019 coded. What? Because uh, all, the, all the people were afraid of clowns right that year? Yeah, because of like all the people that were like going like, around... Missing like 1940s up. coded because uh, Batman's been around for you know 80 years. The robbers keep referring to the boss, the Joker. After each time one of the clown completes their portion of the heist, another clown kills them. By the end, the Joker is the only one remaining and drives off with the money in a school bus. Th- that was genius. He didn't have to share any money with anyone. That's true. Yeah, and he got away. So that's pretty good. But the only way it works is if no one talks to each other. Yeah. But then you wouldn't tell anyone that you're going to kill someone else because then it's like... And then they're going to come after you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Genius. Batman meets with Jim Gordon and they discuss the Joker and how he's stealing all the mob's money. They also talk about the new DA, Harvey Dent, who wants to put an end to organized crime. At court, Dent is prosecuting mob boss Maroney. Unexpectedly, his witness changes his testimony. Maroney sounds like a brand of macaroni. I like Maroney macaroni. Anyways, witness pulls a gun on Dent, then punches him in the face, takes the gun away, but unfortunately loses the case because his witness is gone. Later, he meets up with his assistant and girlfriend, Rachel, who was Batman's love interest in the first movie. Do you Whoa. remember her? I remember. I just assumed did. that this random woman was the same person. So we watched Batman Begins. We watched that not on the pod, but just for fun so that way you know what happened in this movie. Uh-huh. It's not the same actress, though. It's a different actress. Yeah, because I heard the name. I was like, Rachel. And I was like, this is not the same girl. No, the woman, the character's the same. It's, yeah. It is Rachel. She's a... Because no, I heard the name. I was like, Rachel, that was the... Is that the same lady? Or am I just thinking of random, like, generic no, names? They picked another brunette and took her place. Because <laughs> I guess the first one couldn't do the second one or something like that. It's kind of a, a tribute to the origin of Two-Face in real life. In real life. None of this is real. In comics... Don't say that. It's all real in my heart. <laughs> in comics, the witness throws acid on his face. And that's how he becomes Two-Face. Mm. Gordon meets with Dent to ask for search warrants for five banks that are holding mob money. Unfortunately, the mob was tipped off because when the police get to the banks, the money's all gone. Lucius Fox, CEO of Wayne Enterprise, meets with LSI's CEO, Lau. They're in talks to do a joint venture. Later, Fox tells Bruce that he thinks LSI is crooked. Bruce already knows that. He just wanted to get a closer look at his books. This is one of those scenes where we're getting a little too long, you know? Yeah. 
little too much stuff. I didn't even remember that happening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it really contributed. Contributed? Contributed. I like contributed. It's the same word. I like contributed, I guess. Contributed is better. Contributed to what? Contributed. (laughs) It contributed. Contributed. (laughs) It contributed to the movie. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Dent and Rachel are at dinner when Bruce comes in and invites himself to sit with him. Bruce and Dent talk. Bruce likes what he has to say. He thinks that Dent is what Gotham needs to clean up the streets. He even offers to host a fundraiser for him. And here comes the Joker. Several mob bosses are negotiating with Lau for him to be their banker. Lau had the inside knowledge that the money was going to be seized, so he took all of it and he hid it in his company in Hong Kong. How's that work? Guys, I think I should be your banker. I already took all your money. The police were coming and I hid it. Like, you couldn't have just given me a heads up, bro. I would have picked it up myself, you know? So I guess he had, like, the leverage. He had their money. And the bosses seem okay. They're okay with it until the Joker comes in. One of the henchmen attacks him, but is killed. And when they're about to kill him, Joker shows that he has grenades all over him and a kill switch. He tells him that none of this will work if Batman is around. He offers to kill Batman for half of their money, and they laugh him out of the room. <laughs> right. Batman meets with Denton Gordon. They figure out that Lau is the one that can tie all the mob bosses together into a Rico case. Batman says he will go to Hong Kong and bring Lau back. Lucius and Bruce go to Hong Kong. Lucius meets Lau and leaves an electronic gadget in the front entrance so it can incapacitate the security system. That night, Bruce goes in to LSI, overpowers the guard, and he grabs Lau and they escape. They both go back to Gotham. In custody, Lau says he will cooperate if he gets immunity. So it's on. Gordon and Dent arrest 549 criminals. It's a lot of criminals, huh? Yeah. At this point, it seems like the mob agrees with Joker. Because mm-hmm. the Joker starts, he, he starts doing his business, right? Yeah. So he goes on the prowl. First, he calls Batman saying he's going to kill someone every day until he reveals his identity. And then he's out to kill Dent, the guy who's going to do the prosecuting. Cirillo, the judge. And the current commissioner. He succeeds in the first two by poisoning the commissioner and blowing up Cirilla's car. Dent's in a fundraiser that Bruce is hosting for him. When Bruce finds out that the others were murdered, he knocks out Dent and then stashes him away. I love it. He just chokes him out. <laughs> the fact that Dent is dating his girlfriend, he probably enjoyed it though, right? But he's not even his girlfriend. He just like has a crush on her. No, I think they were together in the first movie. Oh, gosh, I can't remember if they were together. Or... She leaves him. Because she can't deal with him being Batman. And kind of like says, if you can stop being Batman, then I'll marry you. Kind of thing. Mm. And he's about to give up being Batman in this movie. And then it just doesn't work out. So Joker comes and holds everyone hostage. He goes to Rachel. And he has her at knife point. Batman fights his way through the henchmen. They talk and they I go, also don't like the whole point. Like, I'm going to carve out your face. And then the whole thing was like, how did I get these scars? And then, like, he has, like, three different stories throughout the movie. I keep getting the the other Batman movie we watched for the podcast mixed up. Right. And didn't he, like, get stuck in, like, a... Vat of chemicals? Yeah. So that's the thing. The biggest thing about Joker is that he doesn't have an origin. And no one knows where he comes from. They've tried to make a couple of origin stories, but they're like, that's not canon. And the 89 Batman gave him an origin story, and they're like... That's not canon. 
So they're really upset. A lot of people are about the Joker. The Joker's out of nowhere. No one knows where he's from, where he is, what his real name is, nothing. And so in this movie, they kind of make it like he's lying the whole time. He doesn't yeah. tell you what he is or where he's from or anything. Nobody knows anything about the Joker for reals. Yeah. All those stories are plausible. They could happen. Yeah. And you can true. believe any of them. The fact that someone cut his face off, that someone that he cut his own face, all those things are real. But those are the moments in the movie that made it like a hard PG-13 because those scenes are really intense, especially when he has the knife in their mouth. Yeah. Because he does it to a couple of people in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then the music starts to like elevate and go faster and harder. And it's like pretty, pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of those scenes that are make you feel uncomfortable, you know, on purpose. Yeah. Anyway, so he doesn't kill her, but he throws her out the window and Batman jumps after her, leaving everybody in the building. Right. <laughs> The prosecution is over, unfortunately. Now that the judge is dead, no one will take the case. Batman and Gordon figure out that the Joker is going after the mayor next. At the commissioner's funeral, Joker's men make their move, but Gordon saves the day. In the pandemonium, one of Joker's men is captured, and on his name tag, Rachel's name appears. So that's his sign that he's going to shank her. I'm going to get her next, right? Yeah. Bruce figured that he has no way out, so he tells Rachel he's going to turn himself in. Then puts on the press conference where he's going to turn in Batman. But at the last minute, he changes his mind and says that he's Batman. And he gets arrested. But this is all part of their plan because they use Dent as a bait to get Joker to come out during the prisoner transfer. Joker falls for it. There's a high-speed chase and Batman gets involved. Joker gets the upper hand and is about to kill Batman when Gordon comes in and arrests the Joker. Joker and his men are now in prison, and one of them is in real terrible pain. Gordon takes Joker into the interrogation room and turns him over to Batman. Batman beats on him a little bit. Then Joker tells him that both Rachel and Dent are missing, and one of them is going to die. Someone should just kill Joker at this point. Well, see, that's the thing. They thought they had Joker in prison, hence he's, like, harmless. And he's killing people outside of prison, right? He already has systems in place that are going to be the death of people that they love. Yeah. I just wish he would just die. Like, get someone who kills people on the regular. Do you know that that is the number one probably thing that people talk about all the time with (laughs) Batman and Joker? Like, why do you keep throwing Joker in prison? Kill Joker. He's going to get out, right? He's going (laughs) to... so. The fact that it's Batman like that, never kills Joker. It's like that morality, like the morality thought experiment with like the trolley. Yeah. And then it's like change the trolley's way and then it'll kill like one person versus five people. That's literally Batman. If you just kill Joker, then like those five people will be saved. Batman's not a killer. And then like the morality thing would be like, well, then he killed the five people just because he didn't kill Joker. Because he was in because he didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. It would be good to kill him, though, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess we shouldn't talk about killing anyone. But if you're going to kill someone, the Joker's probably the one, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. The Joker tells him that Rachel or Dent are going to die, but he can only save one of them. So he gives them both locations, and they're off. Batman goes after Rachel, and Gordon goes after Dent. After they leave, Joker makes a phone call, which blows up the bomb that was inside the stomach of the henchman. He makes his escape and takes Lau with him. I don't understand why Batman like gets on his motorcycle and then the guys are like, "Who are you gonna go save?" And then he says, "Rachel." Like, what was the point of like telling them that he was gonna save Rachel? He was. The Joker lied. The Joker lied of where they were. That's right. 
He said Rachel's at location A and Dent's at location B. And then Batman went to go get Rachel. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up not being Rachel there. He went to location A and that's where Dent was. So the Joker mm-hmm. lied. He tricked him. I did not understand that. So that way the person that he loves the most guaranteed dies. Because if he wanted Dent to survive more, he would have went to Dent and he would have found Rachel there. As this criminal mastermind, right? He's a joker. That's why you got to off him, right? <laughs> exactly. All right. So he makes- I'm more concerned for the person who wrote this. I'm a little, I'm a little scared of them. <laughs> Christopher Nolan and his yeah. brother Jonathan Nolan. Batman gets to the building. I'm a little worried for them. Maybe they should get like a Rorschach thing <laughs> tested. The Rorschach thing. Uh, yeah, maybe. Anyway, so Batman gets to the building, finds out the Joker lied, and he ends up finding Dent there. He saves Dent, but half of his face is horribly burned and disfigured. Gordon doesn't get to Rachel in time, and she dies. Joker gets the mob together and tells them that he's taking over. He has Lau's money, and he burns his half. He burns his whole half of the money. He he didn't care about it. Then Joker calls into a TV show, saying that he's going to bomb a hospital. Well, because Joker doesn't even care about money. He just wants to watch the world burn. That's what he says, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotham starts evacuating all the hospitals and he goes in to talk to Dent. He convinces him to be a villain. This is the part you don't like, right? Yeah, like what the heck? It works because Dent becomes Two-Face and then Joker blows up the hospital. I don't know why he isn't more mad at Joker. Joker is the one at fault for everything. He's the one that tied him up. He's He's the the one one. that tied him up, killed Rachel, and killed everyone else in the story. Well, he goes after him, right? Because he's he's handcuffed or he's he's like restrained. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a quick turn. He wasn't really morally ambiguous before. And then at the end, he starts getting ready to kill people. Well, like half the time he's trying to kill someone. Like, I don't remember one, but someone was like in a chair in an alleyway and he had a gun and then he pulled out his little coin thing and was like, if you blah, 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 I'll kill you. And then like... And then, like, it doesn't make it. And he's like, okay, you live. Well, because or, like, Batman coin, comes or something. The coin's double-headed, though. Yeah. So he guaranteed he was never going to kill him because there was no tails on that coin. Mm, I feel like he was going to kill him. He said, if you tails, I'll kill you. But there's no tails on the coin. He was just doing He was bluffing. But I thought it would be pretty silly if he was like, eh, I don't care. Bang. <laughs> if he just shoots him anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, his turn did come pretty... Pretty quickly. And then just to kill him off. I guess the Joker's victory is that he turned something really good into dark. Killing him wasn't enough. It had to be the transforming him into the worst thing in the world. Joker begins his mayhem by threatening the bridges and tunnels. Gordon gets the brilliant idea to board all the inmates onto one ferry and make sure the Joker doesn't help them escape. Put all the prisoners on one ferry. That's a great idea. Well, what are you doing? This is a danger zone. That's a terrible idea. I'm shocked they don't just like pew pew. I'm doing like fighting motions and and then they just like jump out the window and like swim to shore. Well, yeah, and then they're free. Or if like you don't even care about these prisoners, have them drive a bus across the bridge. Like test the bridges with them. It was yeah. all a bluff, anyways. We didn't know if any other bridges were going to explode. All right, next to the ferry of all the prisoners is another ferry taking the families off the island. This was all part of the Joker's plan. He will put explosives on each ferry. And each ferry has a detonator for the other ferry. I said ferry a hundred times. Both ferries decided not to blow each other up. So they could blow each other up and they decide not to. Not going to happen. The prisoners would have blown the other people up like the first two seconds. The first half second. 
And I know that it's like, oh, the people are holding it. But, like, one of them could have just, like, choked the other guy out and then, like, stolen the detonator and then, like, pew. Definitely. Like, what are you talking about? You're going to die. I mean, did you think that the civilians were going to let them get killed over the prisoners? Like, these people are literally locked up for, like, murdering people and being the worst people ever and having, like, psychological issues. Right. So, of course, they would grab the detonator and just pew, pew. And Gotham is like a very dangerous city, right? That's why they need Batman, right? It's not not a safe place. Yeah, like those people holding the detonators were just ready to die. Right, right. Like they didn't even care. They would be like, uh, whoever blows up first, uh, before I would have blown it. They wouldn't have said the time. I would have pressed the detonator before Mm -hmm. that. Of course, then you have that on your conscience. It's the whole trolley situation. I can understand how the civilians would be like, oh, especially the people that are just, like, alone there and just, like, sitting there. No, I would just leave it, like, a little four-year-old. I would just leave it there and go, oh, look at that. It's a little toy. He would have pressed it. He wouldn't have known better. He would have just blown all the whole other people And then up. you see, like, moms and dads with their literal children. And I think, like, if I had, like, my literal child sitting in my lap, I would just kill everyone. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Anyway, so they both agree. I think maybe we're just terrible humans. I know. I don't think so. I'm saying this is Gotham City. It's not, like... This utopia. It's like a really dangerous city. But I seriously think that like half of those prisoners would take pride in murdering everyone. Well, there has to be some murderers in there and some psychopaths, right? Like it has to. It's Gotham. Like it's full of like they should criminals. Just, I, they should have killed each other. They should have killed each other. You're right. Batman finally finds the Joker and goes after him. Batman fights his way through the henchmen and he and Joker have a great battle. And Batman comes out on top. Joker tells Batman that he's corrupted Dent, and Batman leaves to find him, leaving Joker hanging on some ropes. I don't remember this movie so well that I thought Joker died. I thought he died in this movie. And he doesn't. And so I do wonder if there were plans for him to be in the third movie. There was always going to be a trilogy, and the Joker died. I mean, the human who played the Joker died, they decided not to recast him. But where is the Joker? You know, when we watch the third movie, we're going to watch the third one just for fun. Well, Not for the pod. Doesn't Heath Ledger die? Heath Ledger dies, yeah. But then Rachel was a different character in the first movie. <laughs> I mean, true. it'd be pretty sad. The fact that Heath Ledger, he actually won an Academy Award for playing the Joker. Uh-huh. Like, you know, the top honors for a movie maker. Mm-hmm. And he got it. He didn't, He never received it. He died before he received it. So they, like, honored him and they gave it to him. But, you know. Especially since Joker literally is always covered in makeup. Like, you can never truly see his entire face. No, but, I mean, would they... The prosthetics and scars underneath are, like, literally hiding the face. But, like, the Black Panther, they didn't recast him because he actually died. So, the same thing here. But you also see the Black Panther's face all the time. True. You know, there has been other Batman movies with different Jokers. So, I mean, other Jokers have played the role. The last movie, actually called Joker... The guy wins an Academy Award for playing the Joker as well. Yeah. Very different take. People love it. I do not. So Jim finds out the Two-Face has abducted his family. Jim gets to him and Batman also shows up. They fall off a skyscraper and Two-Face dies. That's the turn too fast. Like maybe start being a punk, maybe start killing people, but abducting Jim's family? Like, yeah. Right? Jim has been his partner this whole time. And that's also like kind of like a psychotic thing to do 
you have to really think about that and you had like five minutes where you suddenly turned evil and now you got all these like brilliant mastermind evil ideas right anyway so they fall off two face dies batman doesn't want dent's reputation to be destroyed it's almost, sorry it's almost kind of like he was a psychopath before <laughs> like he was just waiting to mm. kill everyone and have all these wonderful ideas how to make everyone suffer that would make more sense to me but then you would not do the whole turning the white knight, because he's the white knight, and, mm-hmm. and Batman's the dark knight. It wouldn't be turning the white knight to the darkness. Yeah. It had to be something pure and great and turn him evil. It's just too fast. I agree. I, I'm with you. I agree with you. The fact that you brought it up. It's like the last it. 20 minutes of the movie, there's just a whole new villain there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. And the Joker's a great villain. Yeah. It's not even like you had to make up for him in any way. He could have just had a whole other crazy plot line. Anyway, so Batman doesn't want Dent's reputation to be destroyed, so he sacrifices himself and takes the blame for Dent's death. Batman's now a fugitive, and he runs away. Gordon becomes commissioner, breaks the bat signal, and begins the hunt for Batman. Isn't this also the guy that got poisoned? You always take my the end. I have to say my the end. The end. That's my most dramatic line of the whole... Go ahead. What were you going to say? Isn't Commissioner Gordon the guy that got poisoned earlier? No, it was the other commissioner. Oh. So commissioner is like the top police officer. Okay, you can have your at the end. I already said the end. I don't have to say it again. Just say it one time per the podcast. And You saw my line, but okay, whatever. Okay, could this movie still be made today? Mm, probably. I mean, only woman in this movie gets like killed off. <laughs> yeah, not a very... I mean, she's a strong woman in the fact that she's... Like a professional woman, she's an assistant DA. But that's the only one, huh? Not really. She's just always getting saved by other people. <laughs> Not at the end of this movie, she ends up dying. Okay, so this movie can still be made today. You don't find anything inappropriate or anything that's that couldn't be made anymore. Not really. All right. Uh, does pass the Bechdel test? Uh, uh no. I looked it up online, though, because I didn't write anything about it. So, yes, I cheated. And they say it makes it, but I don't believe them. What do they say? How did it make it? There's a girl who's being held at gunpoint during the movie, and she has to make a call to Gordon's wife. But Gordon's wife doesn't have a name during the movie. No, it's Barbara. They, they name her. Barbara. Okay. Well, then she like is forced to call her and say something. But is that person calling have a name? Yeah. Detective Ramirez calls Jim Gordon's wife and they have a brief conversation about the Gordon family's safety. Ramirez is, however, under gunpoint, so one might say that she's relying on a man's words and is not an actual conversation between two women. So let's go over the Bechdel test. It's a test to check for female representation in a movie. There are three criteria. First criteria, are there two or more named female characters? Detective... Ramirez, Rachel, and apparently Barbara. It's Barbara. I noticed it because Barbara is Jim Gordon's daughter's name. Uh Barbara, who's Batgirl. So when they named the wife Barbara, I was like, that's weird. I didn't know that. The wife is Batgirl. (laughs) And criteria number two, do any of the two named female characters talk to each other? So, yes, according to the website. Detective Ramirez is held under gunpoint and is forced to call Barbara, and they talk about the safety of Gordon's family. Huh. 
We didn't even mention Detective Ramirez in there. Who ended up being bad. She's the one who gave up information. That's why Dent went after her. And I think he kills her. He flips a coin. I don't remember what happens. I think he actually kills her. He probably kills her, knowing he knowing kill, Dennis. He doesn't Dent kill Maroney because he, the coin comes up good. I think he kills Ramirez. You know what? I don't. The fact that she's relaying a message that's based that a man told her, it's not her own voice. I don't know. That's pretty tricky. Anyway, so the third criteria for the Bechdel test is to they talk about anything other than a man. But if they're talking about Jim Gordon's family, aren't they talking about a man? Oh, yeah. Well, they're just talking about the family together. It's her family, too. She's like, oh, your family. Your family's in danger. It's not talking about a man. But the family consists of, like, a little boy as well and her husband. Yeah, but it's her It's her family. If we're talking about Jim's family. Yeah. In fact, it's her family. All right, so begrudgingly, it does pass the Bechdel test. No. Even at the top of the... Bechdel test thing. It says this movie passed three of three tests, although dubious. Although dubious. All right. Okay. All right. Anything else about the movie? Um, either the Bechdel test or how it can be made today, or just any other notes you have? No, not really. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to Poppy Approved Movies. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe or interview on your favorite podcast app. Or like our podcast on YouTube. We put out an episode every Monday. If you want to see extra podcast content, follow our TikTok at Bobby Approved Movies. If you want to suggest a movie for us to watch and critique, email us at BobbyApprovedMovies at gmail.com. That's BobbyApprovedMovies at gmail.com. No spaces, no caps. We'll try our best to get to your suggestion. And remember, it has to be PG-13. Next week, Sophia will be back and we'll be watching Logan. And I'll be back in two weeks watching Kindergarten Cop. I'm Poppy. And I'm Natalie. See you next time. Bye.